Praise the Lord. I'm going to preach. I'm not going to be very long. I don't have a lot of notes. You can turn to Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse number 19. I'm going to be reading there, but I want you to understand something. Uh, this is Moses talking. He's about to pass the reins on to Joshua, and he's going to take up the duty of pastoring Israel. Um, but Moses wants to give the people a dying declaration, all right? He knows that these words will be his last words, and he'll speak it to his flock. He's letting them know what's going on. And in these two verses, he tells them they have a choice or a decision to make, all right? Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse number 19. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life, that both of you, both you and your descendants may live that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, that you may cling to him, for he is your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. I want to preach for just a few minutes about it's not a debate, it's a decision. All right, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for the anointing. I ask you, Lord, right now, I, I feel your presence so strongly, but Lord, I, I want you to take the seed of the word and let it go inside of us today. Let it grow, Father. Let us realize that it's not a debate what to do. It's a decision we have to make, and I'll praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I want to look real quick about the definitions of these two words, all right? Debate means a formal discussion on a particular topic in a public meeting or legislative assembly in which opposing arguments are put forward to argue about a subject, especially in a formal manner. That's Google for you. To debate something is to discuss, to consider, to look at the merits of many sides and usually come up with a everyone satisfied compromise, right? That's, that's what it is. In a debate, you're trying to change the mind of others. There are many opinions, many choices, and you try to come up with the best solution of all the options that are presented. But a decision is a final choice. A decision is the final choice. It is the conclusion or the resolution reached after consideration to the problem. A decision means you have chosen the course of action you're, you're going to take, and nothing will change your mind on the subject. You have now decided. How many make decisions? Every day. You make a decision, whatever you're doing in your day. Every day you get out of bed. That was a decision. Decision. The action or process of deciding something or to resolving a question or a formal judgment. Moses is saying to these people, stop your debating. <laughs> stop your debating. Stop trying to look at all the different opinions, different ways, different options. He says, choose life. Make a decision for God and do it right now. What do these mean, words mean to us today? 
Each and every one of us hold a key in our hand to all that God has to offer for our life. And it's simply this, a decision. A decision. Everybody think, well, God's in charge of everything. He's going to do what he wills, and he, and he is. But he lets you decide for you. Are you going to serve him? Are you not? Well, God is saying to the church and to us individuals, stop debating, stop wondering, stop dragging our feet, and start deciding to do what God's called us to do. It's not a debate. It's a decision. Each and every one of us have a calling on our life. It's not a debate. It's a decision. Are you going to accept the call of Christ? Are you going to do what he's called you to do with your life? So many of us want to do so, so many different things. Well, when I get to be 50, 60 years old, well, then I'll start living for God because I want to go ahead and do everything I want to do first. It's not up for debate. we got to make a decision for Christ. God's not asking us to have a roundtable discussion about it. In our house, it, it's really not a democracy. We get in the car, and I, I give Shelly first choice. I'll say, where do you want to eat? And she says, I don't care. Then the boys want to start chiming in. I said, I didn't ask you guys. It's not up to you. I know where you guys want to go. It's Taco Bell every time. Well, we don't need to form committees to study the feasible, uh, see if it's feasible to do what God's called us to do. <laughs> we don't need to ask for the popular opinion polls to weigh in on the decision we, we need to do what's right in God's eyes. We need to get up and decide what to do and, and, and do it what God's called us to do. Stop debating and start deciding to do what God's called us to do as a church and as individuals. Let, let me look. I want to show you some other scripture here. This is how uh, history changes right here. Numbers chapter 13, verse number 25. Uh, and they returned from spying out the land after 40 days. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told them, then they told him and said, We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak, the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites, uh, Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. This is getting awful sad and boring already, isn't it? Giving excuses. Then Caleb quietly, he quieted, not quietly, he quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. See, we're, we're hearing from the ten spies that give a ne negative report over and over and over. They just keep on, keep on. And finally, Caleb, he, he shuts them all up. He says, listen, we can do this thing. Let's do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land uh, through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. Wow. 
you can't conquer mountains unless you climb them. <laughs> and here they are. These guys are big dudes. We don't want to mess with these guys. That's what they're saying. Verse number 33 of chapter 13 says, There we saw the giants. The descendants of Anak came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. And I've heard it preached over and over and over, and it's the truth. You just heard it from God's word. They called themselves grasshoppers. They put a label on themselves. Not what God said about them. They put a label on themselves. We can't do it. We're too small. They're too big for us. It's too, it, they're too mighty for us. They're too strong for us. They're too big for us. We can't overtake them. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We have to understand that we're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. It doesn't matter what the odds look like. I'll take Jesus and we'll, we'll take on the battle. <laughs> the ten wanted to debate and they didn't think that they could conquer. But Joshua and Caleb had already made a decision. They were ready to go and take the land. We can do it. We're well able. They knew with Christ, they knew with God, they could do it. But everybody's being discouraged by the naysayers, by the other ten spices. We're grasshoppers in their side. These are giants. We can't do that. Well, I come to this conclusion. I believe God can't work through people that always wants to debate. <laughs> but he can work through people that want to make a decision to work for him. He can shake cities through people that will make a decision to take the land. It's not a debate. It's a decision. Noah didn't debate. He decided to build an ark. Solomon didn't debate. He decided to build God's house. Abraham didn't debate. He was ready to offer Isaac. David didn't debate. He was ready to fight Goliath. Bring him on. Bring that bad boy on. Jehoshaphat didn't debate. He sent the singers in front of the army and won a great victory. He sent Judah first. Sent Judah first. I told you last week or week before, Judah simply means worship. Worship. Send the worshipers first. Send the singers first. Sing the pra praisers first. Jesus didn't debate. He said to death, you can't hold me. <laughs> I'm coming out of the grave. Wow. In Joshua 24, 15, Joshua didn't debate when he said, if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. And I love this last line. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. He made a decision. Joshua had a decision to make. He made a decision. I'm not going to debate this. I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to do what God wants me to do. We can't afford to debate. We have to make a decision to serve the Lord. We have to make a decision to live our lives for the Lord and to do His will in our life. You know why? It affects your family's life. It affects your church's life. Some people seem to debate everything. How many of you know somebody wants to debate everything? Sky's blue. No, it's not. It's kind of a hazy gray with some white going through it. 
but sad it gets in the church. To be a Christian, do I really need to pray? Do I really have to develop my relationship with Jesus? Do I really have to live a holy life? Boy, there's an old-fashioned word, holy. I don't want to... I don't want to have them restrictions on my life. I want to be able to do whatever I want to do. And I don't want God or anybody to tell me what to do. Do I really have to read and study God's word? Brother Tony used to say it like this. He only wrote one book. He expects you to read it. <laughs> Some people get started at praying and stop. Some people get started on reading God's word and stop. I want to tell you, it's not a debate. It's a decision. We have to make the right decisions in our life. God's not going to make you make the right decisions. How many knows that? Our flesh doesn't want to get up in the morning and spend time with God. I'm just going to tell you, when I, when I decide, well, I'm going to sleep in today and, and I'll get close to God in the afternoon or at night, it never happens. Well... It takes bold choices. It takes bold choices. Here's the pastor preaching right now. When the church doors are open, it should not be a debate. It should be a decision you've already made. I'm going to tell you something else. I'll go a step further. Than that. In temptation, if you've already made a decision for Christ, when the temptation comes, there's no debate. There's no looking around. Well, nobody's here to see me. Nobody's here so I can, well, our flesh gets in the way. You have to have a made-up mind before the question of a debate comes along. Listen to this, 2 Timothy 1 and 12. For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. He's persuaded, he's believing, and he knows God is able. <laughs> There's no debate. He's made a decision. Almost done. Give me about five more minutes and we'll be done. I want to tell you, you can't do the work of the Lord by asking people to debate whether we should pray or not. We should make a decision that nothing's going to stop us from praying. It doesn't matter who it is. You've got to make a decision. My husband's not going to stop me. My wife's not going to stop me. My grandkids are not going to stop me. I'm going to pray. Titus has already found out. If he's with Granny and Papa, we're going to church. We're going to pray. Last night, we had, we had a sleepover. I think it was about the third sleepover. This one was about at midnight. Everything was shaking, and there was an earthquake in his, in his mind, I think. He was bawling and crying. Shelly brought him in, laid him down on the bed. I put my hand on his chest. She put her hand on mine. We just began to pray. God touch him. God touch him. Next thing you know, he's... So I talked back to him. He's got a crazy grandpa. I'm just going to tell you that. We don't have to debate whether we need to read the Word of God. 
We have to make a decision. Nothing's going to stop us. How many has ever set out on course to read the whole Bible in a year? Who did that? How many has failed at that? I, I have over and over. It's not to debate. It's a decision you have to make. It doesn't matter if I had to miss a meal. It doesn't matter if I had to miss this. I had to miss a game. I had to do this or that. I'm going to read the Word of God. I'm going to get, I'm going to read the Word of God. Here's what happens when you set out a course for reading. I'll just tell you from my own experience. When you set out a course to read the Bible in a year, it's hard for me to do because when I start reading the Bible and they they give you a list, we'll just read this, read this, this for this day. I get to study in the Word of God and it takes a whole lot longer to study it than just to read it. And it becomes more and more interesting. And you start, you start researching these things. The next thing you know, you're just like falling in love with it. Can't wait for your prayer time and, and your Bible reading time because God's going to show you something else through his word. It, he gives you revelations in his word. Well, that was just a commercial right there. Read your Bible. It's not a debate. It's a decision. Debate means discussion. Decision means action. Debate means compromise. Decision means a rigid standards and holy living. <laughs> Debate means undecided and timid. Decision means firm in what we know about our God. Some people would debate themselves to hell. They will. Do I want to get saved? Not today, maybe tomorrow. Uh, do I want to be a believer? Do I want to be a Christ follower? I don't know about that. Um, do I want the kind of deliverance that will radically change my life, my personality, my outlook, and on everything? You know, I still kind of like hanging on to this sin. Maybe it's even a secret sin. So I, I don't know if I want to. Well, it reminded me of Acts 28 and 26. Then Agrippa said to Paul, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. Wow. King Agrippa wanted to debate. He didn't want to make a decision. Let me tell you, when you're debating, you've already made a decision. When you're debating something, you've already made a decision. Instead of being firm in the word of the Lord, being firm in what God calls you to, you're wanting to debate it, you're wanting to argue, you're wanting to see your way out of it. That's hard preaching. Listen to this. Achan, how many remember Achan? The walls of Jericho come down, they're going in, they're taking things, and, and they're not supposed to be taking things that they're not supposed to be taking the gold and the silver and all this. Achan, no doubt, he was in debate. Here he is. They've won this battle. Crazy story. Crazy strategy, how God give him the victory. And now he's in debate. Do I take this stuff? I've heard the word of the Lord. Do I obey the word of the Lord? Do I trust God to provide for my needs? Do I hear and listen the warnings from my pastor? Joshua told him everything. Achan was warned. He knew what God had said through his servant. But Achan debated. It didn't make the choice to follow after the words of the Lord. It caused defeat in Israel. It cost Achan his life and his family's life. All right, here's my question, and I'm done. What's it going to take for the church of the living God to stop debating and make a decision to stand up for Jesus? What's it going to take? The church of Jesus Christ has a call. We have a mission. We have a purpose. 
Matthew 28, 19. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. It's our job to spread the good news. What is the good news? It's Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is the good news. Would you stand with me? Would you bow your heads? I want you to hear me good right now. If you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, this is a time to stop debating and make a decision. You can go on debating, but I truly believe God's calling people tonight to make a decision. It's not a debate. It's a decision. It doesn't matter your age. From the youngest in here to the oldest, God calls us. He has purpose for your life. He wants to save you, yes, but he has a calling on your life. He has some work that he wants you to do in particular. My question tonight, are you going to make a decision for Christ? I'm going to make a general altar call. I'm going to ask for everyone to come down here. But right now, with your head bowed and eyes closed, and you say, Pastor, I need prayer. I need to make that commitment. I need to make that decision tonight to serve the Lord. Just raise your hand and put it right back down and say, that's me. That's me tonight. Lord Jesus, I ask you, Lord, to touch each and every one of us that are in here tonight. God, whether it's a decision, Lord, for you to live for you, to ask you into our heart and forgive our sins, a decision to repent. Or, Lord, if it's a saint that's not doing exactly what you've called them to do, not walking in the will of the Father, doesn't mean you're not saved. It just means you need to make a decision. Stop debating on what God wants you to do and do it. I ask you right now, Lord, to touch each and every heart. Let the seed of the word go deep tonight. Let the words you give me, Father, minister to each and every one here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you find you a place to pray? Ask God to show you your life where you may be debating some things that you need to make a decision in.